It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, turn to the book of Romans in chapter number 7. Romans chapter number 7, we're going to continue. I know we've been out of Romans for a few weeks here, but if the Lord will help us, we're going to pick back up where we left off. Um, but I think it's necessary that we do quickly refresh ourselves with the general picture or the big picture of the book. Um and I don't think it needs to take a lot of time to do this, but if you'll remember with me where we've been so far, Romans chapter 1 through chapter 3 is dealing with condemnation over our sin. And the Bible concludes that there is none righteous, no, not one, there is none good. Um, and really it's a guilty verdict over every single person in the world. So that, then we moved to chapters 4 and 5 where Paul begins to deal with that we are saved or justified, made just as if we've never sinned, and it's by grace, not by the works of the law. And he goes to great lengths to prove his point, showing that from the beginning of time, even until now, it's always been the same way. Salvation has always been through faith in Jesus Christ and in God's Word and what He said He would do. It's never been in any other way. It's never been by the works of the law. And then we move, and, and He shows somewhat in chapter 4 and 5 the purpose of the law. But then we move to chapter 6, and it's as if He's answering His critics. Chapter 6 and the first part of chapter 7 we seem to be dealing with this thing of those that are wanting to turn grace into a license to sin. Whether it be those that totally oppose grace, or whether it be those for the wrong reasons want to be under grace. And we find there's three questions that are asked through chapter 6 and then chapter 7 that Paul just slowly builds on. The first question that's asked would be being asked from the point of somebody wanting to go out and live in sin. And they say this, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul says, God forbid. His whole point in that passage, and I don't want to rehash everything we've been through there, but grace made us a new person. Grace changed our desires. There shouldn't be any desire for us to want to go live into sin. So first of all, if you have a desire to be living in sin, then you've got a heart problem. Because when grace moves in and God moves in in your heart, there's a change in your heart. And while we still have the capability to sin, the desire should not be there. God takes it away. At times, I'm not saying we don't fail. I'm not saying we don't get tempted. But what I'm saying is God changes our nature. And just like a hog always wants to be in the mud, and you can clean him up as much as you want, but the ch first chance he gets, he's going right back to the mud. We as sinners, first chance we get, we want to go right back into our sin. The only way you'll get the hog out of the mud 
or the sinner out of his sin is not to clean up the outside, but rather to change their nature. And only God can do that. But God, through grace, changes our nature, gives us a new man on the inside that is able to be controlled by the Spirit of God if we allow him to. So there shouldn't be a desire to sin. So these, this group saying, well, shall we just go live in sin then that grace may abound? Well, God forbid. That's not the purpose of grace. But then the second question that's asked is, what then shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? So we're not under the law anymore. So the things that were once off limits, are they okay to do now? Paul says, no, you're still missing the point. So you see, when grace moved in, we were before, before salvation, we were sold under sin. We were in bondage to sin. We were the servants to Satan or to sin. Grace freed us from that bondage. So the question really is, why in the world would we even want to go back to living that sort of lifestyle? All of it, it results in death. It results in destruction. Sin has only one intention, and it's not ever for good in your life. And we find in the end of chapter 6 that part of the secret to living for God, or the secret of living in the power of the new man, will be found in this little world word of yielding. He tells us in verse number 16, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. Grace put us under a new master, gave us the power to be able to live to the law, but yet it's through grace. Now we can serve God. We're free to serve God. So why would we want to go back to the very sin that grace freed us from? So that's Paul's answer to these people wanting to teach that grace gives room for or gives license for us to go live in sin. But then we move into chapter number seven. And we could say that this really is his answer then to the legalists. Those that thought that either they had that the living up to the or they had to live the law out to be saved or live the law out to be holy. While I do obey God and through obedience holiness comes, and that's through the word of God that you understand he's dealing here with these Judaizers. Very very likely that would be the group that he's almost targeting here. They're the ones that are going to be coming to him and trying to put the Christians, or these new believers, back under the bondage or the yoke of the law. And so Paul exposes, really tears up their entire thesis of why we, or theory of why they would have to live under the law in this next part. And that's the question that I want to deal with this week, if the Lord will help us. Read with me, if you would, in Romans chapter number 7 and verse 7. We pick up right here. It says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, 
except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. So let me stop there for a moment. So he's built on each one. He's told us that in, in chapter 5, that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So then they asked the question, well, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, God forbid. No, that's not what the purpose is at all. Then he goes and saying in verse number 14 of chapter 6, he says, for you're not under the law, but we're under grace. And they say, what then? Shall we sin then because we're not under the law? He says, no. Then here he said, he shows in the beginning of chapter 7, which I, I should have probably read this first, in verse number 4, he said, Wherefore, my brethren, ye are also become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be... Actually, I'm sorry, ver, read verse number 5. I'm getting a little, a little too far back there. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring fruit unto death. So the question that arises then is this, is the law sin? Is there something wrong with the law or wicked with the law? Because what you're telling us is that when we try to live by the law, it always results in death. The answer, again, is still, God forbid. The law itself, there's not a problem with the law. And here he's going to begin to expose the problem never has been with the law. The problem is with the man. The problem is with the heart. Again, and I've said this before, I feel like I'm almost beating a dead horse at this point, but we've got to keep in mind the purpose of the law. He's going to basically review everything he's just said in the past, past or in chapter 4 and chapter 5. He says some of it again in Galatians as well, but he's fixing to go, almost back through that, but from a different perspective again, by a personal example, to show that the law is doing exactly what God designed it to do. I want you to understand that there is no way, in any way, shape, or form, that you can live under the law, or by the works of the law, by your own good works, as we call them, ever receive by your own works through the power of the flesh. Okay, keep that in mind. You cannot be saved by your works. You cannot be made holy by your works. You cannot gain any extra favor from God by your works. We do what we do because we love Him, not because we're trying to gain His favor. We do what we do simply because out of love we want to please him. But this law, here's these legalizers, these people wanting to put the uh, these new believers back under the yoke of bondage to this old law that they had. Now, the moral law of God still stands today. If it was sin back then, it's still sin today. Now, there were parts of the law that were civil, that were meant specifically for the nation of Israel. They were national law codes. We're not, we're not necessarily dealing with those, but these legalizers wanted to put these Christians in bondage to all of the law. So basically running you through the same sacrifices and all these things, all these outward religious things that they were practically saying, I mean, you know, you're, you're just not right if you don't live up to this Way. Now, I believe in standards. 
But again, the, the motive behind it is what is very important. So Paul begins dealing then with this subject, is the law sin? Was there a problem with the law? No, God forbid, there was no problem with the law. Rather, here was the, the main purpose of the law right here. It was only designed to reveal our sin. He says in verse number seven here, he said, Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. And then he gives us a little example. He said, For the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. There was an internal sin that is exposed by that commandment. See, all the rest, it was really easy to live up to for these Pharisees. It was just something externally that they could checkmark, but Christ had called them out many times in the Gospels, calling them hypocrites, calling them, you know, the people that have, they're like whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones on the inside. What was his point? He was trying to say, look, you've cleaned up the outside. You look all right on the outside, but you've got a much larger problem on the inside. And he was pointing out their sin in their hearts. A man can hide that from the public eye. But when we truly understand the purpose of the law, it exposes us before God. That's the whole reason they hated him. Because he was exposing them for exactly what they were. Here they prided themselves in being these perfect spiritual leaders. And they didn't do anything wrong. And they were going to get to heaven by their own righteousness. Because look at me. Look what I've done. Look at what I give. Look at... Look at how these people live. I don't live that way. And God exposes them for what they truly are. That was the purpose of the law. Paul here didn't, he was fine on all the other commandments because they all were externals until he came to this one. And the Lord used this one through the law to show him that he was just as much a sinner as the next guy. So is the law sin? No, we're going to deal a little bit more with this throughout the week if the Lord will help us. First of all, keep this in mind. We'll build on this tomorrow. The law's only purpose, or the law's specific purpose, maybe I should say, was simply designed to reveal our sin to ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.